Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at B'nai Torah Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today's podcast is Kid-Friendly Seders and Houses for Change. I want to open with a quote from Kveller on, on their article, Passover for Kids. And it's simple. Seder stress is real, people. And it's especially real if you have mobile babies, active toddlers, or precocious preschoolers. Add in some family drama, stressed out parents, and a few grumpy grown-ups, and you might just have a new kind of parenting plague descend on your house. Google can help you. Just Google kid-friendly satyrs, and there's a million great ideas. Your friends with kid Seder experiences have lived it. They know what works through trial and error. But most of all, get real. Prepare and plan kid activities. Plan lots of table breaks. Know your family. Know your child. Be flexible and roll with whatever's going to happen on this night that's unlike any other night. Today I have two great guests at the square table with me. Welcome to Kara Gottlieb, who is the mom of three and is here to share lots of experiences of keeping kids busy and happy during the Seders. We also have Mark Wasserman, the founder of Houses for Change. He's here to remind us that kids' participation in activities that are giving back and helping others is essential and valuable, valuable, valuable to a Seder experience for young children. But let's get started with Kara. Kara, describe Seder's past in your house. Seder's past, well, now we have at least nine kids that come to the Seder, ranging in age from two months to 14. Wow. Um, so it's a little chaotic. It's a cluster, you know what, <laughs> um, among everybody between... Family, friends, people who don't really know each other, great aunts, the whole mess. Um, But it's really trying to keep the kids involved even before the Seder starts. Good plan. We have the older ones usually make place cards and put everyone's name out there. And that way they can like figure out where they're sitting and where the adults are sitting. And because we know the kids aren't really sitting. Um, They usually get to be in the kitchen away from like the other area and we kind of feed them beforehand um, with like a few things here and there um, but and the that's m- an essential tip huge. you do not want hungry children waiting for your sit for the meal no our satyrs used to when my grandparents were alive we used to read page by page by page and now that the you know the younger kid we used to sit there but now that we have kids and with my parents there you know we try our best to keep those traditions but it's really traditions of having 
our kids handmade Seder plates and their handmade Haggadahs they made in preschool and, you know, having, like, the little cup with, like, the froggy on the tile to dip the salt water, you know, for the salt water. And it's more about that tradition because we'll read through the book and, you know, we're on 23 and we're drinking the glass of wine and, oh, 20, 24 and we're drinking another glass of wine. And the kids are like, are we done yet? And they're looking for the afikoman and my father's playing hot and cold with them but trying to keep, you know, his yarmulke on. And But it's really trying to keep the kids as involved with, like, We'll print out coloring pages for them to color while they're sitting there, when they're sitting, instead of banging on the piano in the other room. But, you know, it's really just trying to keep them as quiet, but enjoying the time of having family. It's all about the family being together. It's so, I mean, and that really is what it's about. Mm-hmm. Families gathering of all ages. And I'm I'm a strong supporter of having, you know, some grumpy people at the table because every family's got one grumpy so I love the idea not yours though I'm sure <laughs> no, yeah. but, but the idea <laughs> that that the children might be banging on a piano that they might be crawling under the table that they might be falling out of their chairs every so often um, the knowing that they've gone there's going to be movement there's going to be distraction there's going to be interruptions and and at least the parents have to be embracing and accepting of that um, so that they're not stressed because maybe not everybody at your Seder is going to understand or remember what it's like to be a child at a Seder, but yeah. at least parents can stay moderately sane. Yeah, we try to keep, you know, there's a separate, you know, the, it's kind of blocked off the dining room, so at least they're kind of in a separate area if they're running circles. You know, they can't really run circles too much because there's so many chairs now, so they're just kind of running circles in one area. But, you know, for the most part, it's just kind of keeping the kids as entertained as possible, and the people that aren't used to it, they get to see a part of our chaos. I love you know, it. and it's it makes it more fun. And you know, we try to do as much as we can with the Haggadah. And you know, we always drink every year. You know, next year in Israel, and everyone's like, "How come we're still sitting here?" You know, but it's it's something that we always did even with my grandparents, and now we say it to our kids, and our kids are now saying it. So. I love it, and I love it because, and again, because it, it's with your sister, because yeah. you have this wonderful family with your with your sister raising children who are the same age yeah. and sharing this these stages. But knowing that you have, like, your own family shtick on. What do you mean next year? Every holiday we have our own family shtick. Every family has a shtick, but we definitely have we definitely yeah. have an interesting one. I love it. And so, Mark, I want you to tell us about the Houses for Change box, the Houses for Change project, and where you envision that in the Seder experience. The Seder is a perfect opportunity to teach kids to give to others. We recognize that we were slaves in Israel and in extension that there are people who are still enslaved by hunger, by lack of housing, by lack of clothing, by lack of income. And you're never too young to learn the art of philanthropy, whether it be a two-year-old, a three-year-old, or a 23-year-old, or an 83-year-old. The lessons you will learn about philanthropy at the youngest age will stay with you for the rest of your life. Houses for Change is a fun arts and crafts Sadaka box project for kids with homes to help kids without. The Houses of Change undecorated cardboard box looks like a house. If you think of a Happy Meals takeout food box, you've got the model for the house. Kids decorate the undecorated Houses for Change box to look like a house or anything they want. They save money in that box with a little help from you you and their relatives, and then donate that money to any homeless charity of their choice. 
Houses for Change is sponsored by Family Promise, the nation's leading nonprofit helping homeless families. So that's a great charity to give your money to. Now, take one of these boxes and have each kid decorate a box. Put it on your Seder table as a reminder of our obligation to help those in need at this time. And you've got a wonderful teaching lesson that you can use around your Seder table. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and the other thing, it gives children a voice at that table so that they can talk about um, their house. They can talk about where they live. They can talk about what they know about where people live, where animals live. I mean, you can really, it, it brings them present and it gives another show and tell thing at the table with the frogs, with the flying ping pong balls, with the dipping, with, I mean, there's the more active and interactive and engaging that we can make this, the more valuable it is and meaningful for children. Um, and again, being able to take that box and see that that, that the, the children can help others it is, it, it's the meaning of sadaka. It's the meaning of Passover in the sense of being able to give to others. And we love this idea for seders. Thank you, Karen. And the other aspect that's unique about Houses for Change is that each kid creates their own unique Houses for Change sadaka box. So whether you're a two-year-old putting stickers on the box or a little older kid who can hold a crayon or a magic marker or um, even an older kid who can actually create something that looks like a house, they own that box. Yes, they do. And then they'll use that throughout the year and maybe next Seder you'll count out that money that they've saved and then make that donation. And how meaningful you've now made the experience of a Seder table by... And we will put a picture of it when we post the podcast. Um, tell everybody where they can get um, the Houses for Change boxes. If you're here locally in Boca, contact Karen. And as a free offer to our <laughs> listeners here, contact Karen and she'll give you Houses for Change Sadaka boxes to use at your Seder a week from now. If you're beyond that, go to the website, www housesforchange.org. That's one word, housesforchange.org. And you can learn more about this national campaign. You can also order boxes online and use them with your family at any other time during the year. Organize this with your kids at school or at your, at your synagogue. This is a project which over 50,000 kids have raised over a half a million dollars for charities of their choice. The power of change and the power of small hands doing big things. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Thank you, Mark. So now let's go back to chaos, um, and we can talk about where it falls apart at the Seders, where the mommy stress comes in, and who helps with uh, getting through the evening. I think the mommy stress comes in when everyone needs to be fed. You know, we've kind of brought it from generation to generation, and now it's my sister, my cousin, and I pulling together, and, you know, my answer there, but pulling together and serving the food. So it's like, okay, now we've finished the prayers and everyone has their matzah and, you know, whatever else. They've got the herosis. They've got everything on the table. It's now getting the food to the table. Yeah. And the kids being like, I want another piece of this. And you're, like, trying to serve, like, all the guests the soup. And you're walking around the kids with, like, a hot matzah ball soup plate and bowl. And you're, you know, just trying to, like, balance that part of it. And then it's the cleanup. And everyone's like, is it dessert yet? And, you, you know, you feel like you spent hours and hours and days probably preparing this meal though we now cater it, but most people <laughs> are, and we're still warming it up, yeah. but most people spent like, you know, days preparing for this meal and you're, 
it's like, you know, same thing on every holiday. You just inhale it, and then you're like, wait, what What now happens? Like, now we're just cleaning up. I didn't even taste anything. And, you know, so you kind of rush through this, and we tell the kids, like, wait, we want to relax. It's not dessert yet. Like, you know, hang on. And they're running around, and it's getting late, and so you're, like, putting them in their pajamas. And I have a lot of friends who actually sometimes do let the children wear pajamas, pajamas for the same. And you make it more of like a fun sleepover thing. And, yeah. you know, for a lot of people, there might be school the next day. And so we're trying to rush through to get to school the next day or whatever it might be. And, you know, after you've done this two nights in a row, it's just exhausting. It's exhausting. <laughs> so. um, and, I, and I think the other thing that's so important is the children being able to tell the story. I mean, if that's what our purpose is at our seders, is to retell, retell, retell. Let, letting children know whatever pieces they have and let them contribute to that, whether it's with puppets, whether it's with a song, whether it's with something they learned at school, and even our littlest toddlers, you know, are, are participating if we give them that voice to do it. So. I think I've been very lucky that my three children have attended Jewish preschools. And so while they're learning it in school, they've also now are seeing it in real life. Yeah. They're like, oh, and you know, they, they might not say it out loud. My older one obviously is, he's preparing for his bar mitzvah, but at the same time, like my little ones are seeing it and they're like, oh, is this what the matzah's for? You know, and I can exactly. see it in their eyes, like, oh, I know I've eaten this before. And I, I remember this story and I remember hearing this, but you know, you see, and they're actually doing it now, which I think is the nice part, and like that they're so lucky to be able to take that to the family. And I also think that what's so the whole world is supporting this experience where you can buy, you know, the the story cards and placemats, and you can find a lo- all the props. You know, you can go online and br- make a table that's unlike any other table that you will see all year, which I just love that. Um, that children have these visual reminders, these props, these interactive ways of being at the Seder. There are, we have a lot of, um, my son, my older son, even my, my middle one now also, but a lot of the things that he's made through the classes, obviously mm-hmm. here also, but, you know, we have like the things we bought at the sister's shop where it's like, you know, the the safe, you know, matzah, the plate and like the matzah and everything else. And But it's so cute to see them like use it and have it. And, you know, we'll put out the Seder plate, like the real Seder plate. And all of a sudden somebody will be like, well, where's the shank bone? And we're like, oh my God, we don't have a shank bone. And someone's <laughs> drawing one and color, my older one's coloring it. And I mean, it's, that's the chaos of like love my family, but that's the part that we love about it. That like, you know, you're right. No table is exactly like, and all tables are pretty and different and our shank bone sometimes is really pretty and different because it's a piece of paper and it's about fun i mean satyrs um you know if we're going to be liberated from slavery and, and i will say the project that we've done this year in classes has been from stephanie englander our um table runner um passover um extravaganza, which is we, we put out long sheets of paper and the children are walking to freedom with their footprints. So if you needed to take a footprint break during that Seder dinner and say, let's walk to freedom, let's march to freedom, let's leave slavery. Um, no, no, we won't be slaves. Um, you know, there's a wonderful way to keep kids up and moving and active and then you laminate it and it's your table runner for the next year so it's on our table um, we, it will be on our table it sure. will be it will be so mark um come back to fun um and the meaning of fun for you um at satyrs um you know we watch people and what you bring to it and just just in a sense of participating in this fantastic 
evening. Um, you know, we see people who write their own Haggadahs. We find people that play games in terms of, you know, how, how you know, what are you free of this year? Or what would you like to be free of? Any, any, how do you feel sitting at the table with the crazy kids? We love it. It is the way you teach kids from a young age what a Seder is about. They may not understand very much the first time. They may not understand very much the next time. But the third or fourth time, they will remember it. I have a nephew who uh, is very little connected to Judaism, but what is important for him is every Passover that he and his son be at a Passover table. It has been going on from that time the son was a toddler, and now he doesn't have a rich Jewish life, but he has a Jewish life, and that's because of his father saying, it's important for us to all be around the table and for my kid at his earliest age and then beyond to have this story as part of his heritage. I love it. Thank you. Because that is, I think everyone listening needs that reassurance that you don't have to do um, a four-hour, serious, heavy, um, very, very traditional Seder if that doesn't work for your family. If that's not where you are and you can't embrace that, Find a way to be at a table. Find a way to be with friends and family. Find a way to share in this magnificent holiday and this and the meaning of it rather than being self-correcting and saying, no, no, we can't do it right, so we won't do it. Um, there are so many ways to participate in this, and, and there, is, there are many ways to be Jewish in this world. I love it. Thank you, Mark. Um, we end this podcast in the same way every time, and it's how have you got this? Um, and Mark, this doesn't have to be for you about the Seder. I would like you to talk about houses for change and seeing the difference children make. And Kara, um, I would love to hear your take on sanity and stress and um, tradition. So the, the, the question is always the same. How have you got this for right here, for right now, um, to share with others? I think it's really about the traditions. It's about the family just being together. It's about, it might be the, it might be total chaos. It might be a broken dish. It might be a kid screaming. It might be somebody having a total meltdown. You know, someone else found the, someone else's off coming and they got two of them. But it's really about just being together and making those memories for, I have so many memories growing up from sitting outside on the patio to sitting inside to being with my grandparents to being at the kids' table to getting to, like, growing to, like, the older adult table to being at the real, now being the, the adult table. But it's really just about the memories and having the same thing, having the kids just be part of it no matter how much you do of the Seder, just being together for the holiday is the most important. Thank you for sharing that because yeah. there really is a stickiness to those yeah. memories that shape who you are and how you and how you connect to, to your family and, and to everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Mark, how have you got this? An essential element of all Jewish holidays is giving tzedakah. It is counting our blessings, but remember there are those in our society who aren't as blessed. And what a perfect way at the Seder table to remind everybody in whatever way they can hear it, at whatever age they can hear it, that you are a stranger in a strange land. And we have an obligation to help those in need. What a wonderful way to bring Sadaka to your Seder table and then to your whole rest of your year by having 
in this case, a Houses for Change collection box that you use every Shabbat with your youngest kids and your whole family to teach us how important it is to give to others. Thank you, thank you. What a fantastic focus for all of us for this year in particular and for every year. But um, we will have those boxes in the Family Time classroom if anybody would like to have a Houses for Change box um, at their Seder table. Um, thank you both enormously for giving us this fantastic podcast right before Passover. Love you both. Wait, wait, wait. We just found out that Kara might be adding a new tradition to their Seder table. I think that putting nine of these boxes, or at least having nine of them at our table for everyone to decorate, or having the mommies help them to decorate, would be great, and being able to put them out every year, collect money for whatever we want, you know, for special for things that are needed, would be amazing. So, um, if tradition. I have them available in the class, how much are individual boxes, Mark? A dollar fifty a box. Okay, great, great. I love it. Thank you so much. And again, the website is? www.housesforchange.org, and Houses for Change is all one word. Order your boxes. Thank you. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow, listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey, loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules, you write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to the front and the follow for the song listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.